choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo. What up, what up, what up? It's Kells at KMZZ. I'm back. This is Thanks for Asking, episode 189. Yo, I'm very excited to be back this week because the nigga thought she wasn't going to make it. I'm going to tell y'all about that in a minute. Um, yeah, so let's jump right on into it. So, um, actually, no. Let me let me say, yo, I've been seeing y'all on Instagram and Twitter and other places, like, recommending me and adding me to shit. Like, I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks. I know people listen to this, but I just don't really believe that people listen to it and like it, but I, I appreciate y'all. Please continue to like me and rate me. I think I'm going to go ahead, as long as the coins hold up, I'm gonna stay on SoundCloud, so if you don't, don't worry about it. if you don't got me on SoundCloud, you know, if, 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 it might, listen, man, if it's to come a week where it ain't uploaded on SoundCloud, just, I ain't pay it that month, just, just check it on iTunes or Podbean, but I'm gonna keep it all three places, because, um, actually SoundCloud is, is about to do something that might be sort of fly with the, um, Pro Tools thing, so I'm, I'm gonna hang on to them, because I know, I, and just a lot of people like SoundCloud, I, I get it, um, the whole point of going to Podbean is because I wanted to reach other platforms that don't necessarily get along with SoundCloud, but, you know, it doesn't mean I have to leave SoundCloud, I'm on those, I, I just have to be on those other platforms, it's not, um, a requirement that I leave SoundCloud altogether, so, um, roll with SoundCloud. Um, alright, got that out the way, so, y'all know last week, I was, um, telling y'all I was coming down with a cold, I'm actually still now getting over that cold, so, like you just heard, I might have to call for a couple times, so excuse that. Anyway, alright, so let's get started. Yours and Negritude, Yours and Negritude is going out to Janelle Monet and Cart and Belkalis Alamanzar, Cardi B, because I think I said just last week, or maybe the week before that, when I was telling y'all about how I just got into Janelle Monet and I like her music, and yo, um, Dirty Computer got nominated for album of the year, I've been saying since it came out, it should be nominated for album of the year, but I didn't know if it would be, because like I told y'all before, I'm late to her music, but people who have been listening to her music for a while says that, you know, the Grammys kind of ignore her, uh, um, or had ignored her, sorry, here we go with the, with the voice, um, (coughs) (coughs) sorry, you just have to bear with me, um, but, from what they were saying, it's like, before she came out, and when she was doing all this Android, and like, trying to be you know, super walled off and whatever, and a lot of people weren't connected with it, whatever, but, um, I'm glad it got nominated for album of the year, because I, I think it's, I think it should win, <coughs> but, as y'all know, I'm a day one fan of Cardi, so if Cardi won too, I would not be mad, because that, Cardi put out a fantastic album, and one of the best debut albums, I think, of the past five, ten years, at least five, right? as a debut album, it was, it was fantastic, like, I know a lot of different people don't like different songs, um, I pretty much, I'm not crazy about the Kehlani song, I, I that's, if I had to leave one, it would be that, not cause I don't like it, but that's just like, on an album with just hard rap cuts, and then you switch to the R&B, I'm good on that, I know a lot of people don't like Be Careful Me, but I love that song, that is the Cancer Anthem, I am a July 4th Cancer, be careful with me, if I had a theme song, it would be that, um, so, shout out to both of them, but I really, I really hope Janelle wins it, I don't know if she will, I think she should though, I think she deserves it, I think that video she gave us was outstanding with her and Tessa, and, and just, I mean, I'm gonna like it anyway, cause it's type loving, but I think it was outstanding, I think her visuals are great, I think it was a, um, I think it was dope, so anyway, yours and negative two, Janelle and Cardi, if either one of y'all win it, I'll be fine, anybody else win it, I'm gonna be upset though, cause I don't think none of them other albums that they, that's up there were as good as these two, um, I, honestly, I really think Janelle should win it, I mean, Cardi, it's, it's, to win your, to win a Grammy for the album of the year on your debut album, that'd be big shit, I mean, I'm, I, did Mariah do that? No, I don't think so, maybe Whitney, I don't know, I think maybe Whitney did it, but, um, yeah, alright, so, Let's get into this first. Yo, the Eagles. Look, we got rocked. Look, we lost. 
I'm not really complaining. We played like shit. The Cowboys played like shit too. Y'all can big up when the Cowboys is not that good. We trash, they trash, but we got robbed, okay? We got robbed on the first call of the game. There was a clear turnover. I don't know how you say no clear recovery when it wasn't nobody around the ball but the Eagles, and the Eagle player came up with the ball. I don't know what a clear recovery is. That ain't it. We got robbed. We probably would have scored on that. Then we got robbed on that bullshit penalty that took our, our touchdown off the board. So we had two touchdowns that basically got took off the board. But whatever, like I said, it ain't like we was going to win a Super Bowl. I really wanted to ruin the Cowboys season, but whatever. Them niggas end up winning the division. They trash. They ain't gonna go nowhere. But, you know, back to the drawing board. Um, so it came out today. Carson's back was hurt. So they're saying, I mean, look, Carson didn't really play good this season. I, I don't know what it is. I'm hoping it's just that because he was injured, he didn't get that preseason work, which it could be. You know, because Swar, I mean, a lot, even um Troy said it. Troy was like, yo, you, you, you are not, you too good to be playing like this. Like his, his just passes were just not on point. He had a few towards the end of the game. <laughs> but like, he was throwing behind cats, he was throwing over cats, there was a lot of passes that he should have made, right so now they're saying he got a back injury, and he might have been suffering from that back injury all along, so that might have helped look, 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 this, the season is a wash whatever, do what you gotta do in the offseason, we need some safeties, our defense showed up, our defensive line held our defensive line is not the issue it's them safeties, man, them, them niggas Jones is terrible, Mills is terrible, like, you gotta show up this, you gotta show up that secondary, because it's just a must, because, you know, they just horrible, um, and the Cowboys are not good, if the Cowboys were at all good, they would have easily been able to exploit us, um, you know, they beat New Orleans, and I guess they got their head big, but hey, any given Sunday, any team can lose, you know what I mean, ain't no team went undefeated since the Dolphins in 72, so I mean, you know, they act like it meant something because New Orleans lost to them. All right, they ten and two. Like, sorry, y'all. <coughs> this cold almost took your girl out, man. Like last week, I was telling you I was fighting it off, and the thought I had, but I did what my dumbass always does. I'm not trying to fight off a cold, and that is go to the gym because typically, sometimes, like they tell you you know, sweat it out, get your blood moving, get your air moving, or you'll knock a cold out, and that's true, but that's when, like, you want the tail end of a cold, so I went to the gym, I got all sweaty, I came home, mistake, so when I was talking to y'all on Wednesday, it hadn't hit yet, by Thursday, it had set in, but I thought it wasn't gonna be that bad, Friday, dog, Friday, it hit, I was just, Barely made it out of work. Got home Saturday. Went to get my hair cut. It was fucking freezing. Came back to get my hair cut. Took my clothes off. And, um, my dumb ass, I'm feeling myself. Like, oh, I don't have a fever. You know, with my hand and shit. You can't take your own temperature because your fucking hand is gonna be as hot as your body. So I'm feeling myself like I don't have a temperature. Duh. So, um, called my ex. She was like, you gotta take your temperature like, with a thermometer, and I was like, oh, okay, so I took the temperature, and I had a motherfucking fever of, like, 102, I got a fucking fever, and it was, and it's doubly hard, because if y'all live in New York City, y'all know the heat, and I live in the, um, one of these old buildings with the, with the heat, and this heat be on hell all fucking winter, I got, it's 20 degrees outside, I got all my windows wide the fuck open, and it's still burning hot in here, New York City people, y'all know what I'm talking about, so I had a fever on top of this fucking heat, right? So I'm in here dying. But Friday, Saturday wasn't that bad. Sunday, my nigga, Sunday, <coughs> took the temperature, and it went up to 105. Now, them temperatures, them thermometers used to be off by a couple degrees, so I don't really know what it was. But I was like, okay, I've done this before. You go, you go to the doctor. All they're going to do is fucking if they do anything besides just, like, give you some fucking Tylenol 3, they're gonna admit you and put you in an ice bath and shit, right? I'm like, ugh, whatever. So I just was like, look, I'm gonna have to push it out if I die, I die, right? So I'm in here, dog, I'm passed out, I'm sweating, I'm, like, sleeping for hours at a time, having, like, these fitful fever dreams, I had all kind of crazy-ass fever dreams, wake up out of it, go back to sleep, wake up out of it, finally, like, after, like, 
I don't know, it seemed like forever. From, like, Saturday afternoon till, like, from, like, Saturday from, like, 1 to, like, finally at, like, Sunday at, like, 4 or 5, I woke up out of, like, one of them dreams, and my fever broke. I woke, I could tell immediately when I sat up, I was like, because I just felt cool, like, I felt cool. All up to that time, I was, like, burning, sweating, you know, chills, all that shit. I sat up. I was like, okay, the fever broke. But I was still sick, but I had no fever. Cool. So I was like, okay, finally. So I got up, took some more medicine and shit, and I'm banging, like, I got this bourbon. I'm banging hot toddies. I'm taking all the NyQuil, everything. I got the um, Theraflu, everything. I'm taking it all. Get up, walking around, and then I, so... I finally, I was like, all right, I got to change these bed linens. Because, you know, like your germs and everything be in your sheets and shit. If you, you know, change the pillowcases, all of that. We learned that in the Marine Corps. Like, niggas start getting sick in, this, in the sick bay. Like, yo, we got to clean this, all these germs. So I cleaned that shit out. As soon as I did that, as soon as I threw them sheets out, I had changed the pillowcases, but I didn't change the sheets. <coughs> but, you know, you're sweating and everything in the sheets. As soon as I did that, felt a thousand times better. So... I'm here now, as you can hear, I'm still stuffy, I still got me, but it's a head cold now, it's not, not so much in my chest, I'm still coughing, but, you know, it goes from, you. when the cold is in your chest, is one thing, when it gets to your head, it's on the way out, because, you, you know, you just got stuffy nose, you blow your nose, whatever, you be alright, but, yo, it was, it was touch and go there for a little bit, so, but your girl is back, so, my voice is still struggling, alright, so, let's go, I just had to give y'all an update, um, so, a couple things happened, um, I wasn't gonna speak on the Kevin Hart thing, and, but this is what I do, but I do wanna say this, like, Kevin Hart thing has been a running thing, it started with, he threw, uh, his kids a birthday party, a Cowboys and Indians birthday party on Thanksgiving, people had an issue with that, I stayed out of that whole thing, because personally, my personal opinion, y'all can get mad if y'all want to, I understand, you know, Thanksgiving, they slaughtered the Indians, all the natives, all that shit, I get that shit, I, honestly, I really don't give a fuck, I don't see what they got to do with anything, Thanksgiving is a holiday, we celebrate it every year, we eat food, I just don't really see what the point is every year, bringing that shit up, if you're Native American, you mad about it, you got every right, but for the rest of us, like, I don't know why you ruining Thanksgiving talking about that bullshit, like, we know that, like, they came here, they slaughtered the natives, that's how they made this country, they killed everybody, like, Thanksgiving, it's a holiday, we celebrate it, everybody celebrate it, I don't get what's the point of bringing that shit up every year, number one, and number two, regardless, if my kid wants a Cowboys and Indian birthday party, he gonna get a Cowboys and Indian birthday party, and give a fuck about how you, you mad about Thanksgiving, or you did, and, uh, insulting the Native American culture, I'm sure it is, but, um, you know, Ain't no Native Americans here, and my kid is one, and he wants Cowboys and Indian Party, and kids tend to want Cowboys and Indian Party, and I, I don't believe that we need to snatch all the joy and happiness out. When they get a little older, we can explain to them why, you know, the Cowboys and Indians might not be the best thing, but at one, the little nigga want the Cowboys and Indian Party, he gonna get it, fuck y'all. So I ignored that whole thing, I ignored all the controversy because I felt like y'all needed to shut the fuck up, like, nigga, like, how you gonna tell this, you not ever gonna tell me what kind of party my kid wants, you know what I mean, like, he's a kid, right, but that turned, so then, but but what I did think was was what's gonna lead into what, you know, eventually happened is, I thought there was a situation like what I just said, I wouldn't have commented, if I was Kevin Hart, I wouldn't have commented on that shit, cause of what I just said, like, dog, it's my kid, I threw him a birthday party, this is what he wanted, it's none of your fucking business, I don't give a fuck if you got a problem with it, or you offended, or this or that, or whoever, it don't, it don't fucking matter, I wouldn't have said anything, I wouldn't have addressed it in any way, cause honestly, it ain't your business, and I don't owe you an explanation, fuck you, but, Kevin Hart, for some reason, decided he wanted to respond, and his response was, you know, ignorant, no surprise, and it just made the situation worse, where it was this perfect situation of you really didn't have to say anything, so, that rolled into, apparently, <coughs> and, I don't fall, sorry, I'm coughing, but, <coughs> try to edit this out, nothing I can really do about it, um, he got named to host the Oscars, which, boo, Kevin Hart is a terrible host, I don't think he's funny, I mean, but I guess for, like, the MTV Awards or something, he could do that, who cares, because it's not, you know, it's, it's the MTV Awards, who cares, but the Oscars, not that the Oscars is, like, super serious, it gotta be somber, but, like, 
I just don't think it goes with his shtick. I don't think he's funny. The yelling, the stupid. I just didn't. I don't think it goes with his shtick. Um, so I was like, boo. Anyway, I thought it was like a bad choice. Anyway, and then I guess apparently, because this is what we do now. You know, people go back and they pull out tweets from years ago, and I guess he has some homophobic tweets from years ago. Now, look, some people get their panties all in a bunch about this. I honestly don't, because the truth is, most of you niggas are homophobic, and most of you niggas gonna have comments, gay and straight, homophobic comments, because it's just, you know, it's like, it's the last piece of, um, what is it, um, bigotry that's allowed, basically, right? (coughs) Well, I mean, used to be. Now, you know, Trump's in office, and all, all bets are off, but typically, it's the last bit of bigotry that's allowed. You know, you call somebody a nigger, but for the most part, it's frowned upon. You know, people, I don't ever want to be openly, um, you know, white people, they care more about being called racist than actually being racist. Like, it's not a sign you want hung around your neck, right? But homophobia is just, you know, people don't worry about that. They, they have no problem telling you how they don't agree with homosexuality and, you know, whatever the fuck dumb shit they want to say. They don't have an issue. So, I'm never surprised these comments, and honestly, I don't get upset, because I'm just like, I just, you know, niggas, everybody's not gonna make it, it's 2018, you, you know, it's easy to be ignorant, it's easy to just be stuck in your ways, it's easy to just not accept facts and information, and a lot of people do it, and I'm just not, I'm tired of arguing with people, like, you're wrong, it's been, all the evidence shows that you're wrong, you know, you want to quote your Bible and all this, but whatever the fuck you want to quote, you're wrong. And I just, I'm not interested in arguing. You know, you either, you either with us or you against us. And if you're against us, fuck you. <coughs> plenty of people have come around. Plenty of people have changed their minds. Plenty of people have, you know, working on it or, or realizing that hey, you know, maybe that's not right. And you know, the ones that get determined they're not going to do it, I, I don't care. I'm not interested. Like everybody's not going to make it. You. You want to stay ignorant, stay ignorant. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. So I'm never surprised. But, again, in a situation where you probably could have just been... Here's, here's, here's the thing that... Here's the thing with this Kevin Hart situation that I really just really think is dumb. In a situation like that, this is this kind of back... Going back, if y'all listened a few episodes ago... What I was saying, where don't let these people, these white people, gaslight you. Like they don't know why what the same with the Megyn Kelly thing. She don't know why blackface is racist and all this shit. And she don't know why they gay. They don't know why they can't say the n word if we say the n word. Why can't you say the n word? We can't say the n word. All this bullshit. Don't let them gaslight you. And the point is this: if if there is something that you really don't understand, or you really don't know, or you just really don't care about, you're not. In other words, you're not invested in it. Like you don't know. You don't fight for it. You don't fight for things that you're not invested in. If somebody says to you, hey, you know, blackface is really offensive because X, Y, Z, and you're not in, you're not interested in being offended, offensive, or you're not interested in just being a fucking asshole, then you say, oh, okay, I didn't know that. They don't, okay, I won't say that, you know, whatever the case. I just won't say it because what the fuck is it to you? You didn't know. You don't care. You're not invested in it. The people say it offends them. You don't want to offend nobody because fuck, I, you know, I'm sorry to mean that. I just, I didn't know. I won't say it no more, right? That's what people who don't have a, have a, have a dog in a fight do. You only argue for ignorance when you're ignorant and you want to be ignorant, and you just don't want to suffer any consequences, and you want to say what the fuck you want to say, and you don't want anybody to have to say anything to you, that's when you start arguing for shit that supposedly you don't care about, or you didn't know about, or you weren't cognizant of, because if you weren't cognizant of it, then you wouldn't be so invested in being wrong, right? So, (coughs) rather than just saying, whether you mean it or not, what is it to you to just apologize? All you gotta say, listen, like I just said, I'm never surprised people have homophobic shit. That shit y'all tried to do with Brother Nature to me was dumb because I don't hold anything that somebody said at 12 and 13 and 14 against each other. People are like, oh, well, you know, little kids, if you grow up and you can hold, yes, I understand that. But we're not talking about, like, cutting the heads off of chickens or, like, killing small animals. Those are behaviors that are indicative of problems later that your typical kid 
does not do. You Those things stand out because the average 13-year-old doesn't do things like kill kittens and set fires and shit like that. That's arborant behavior, right? But every 13-year-old says obnoxious, outrageous bullshit because that's what 13-year-olds do to get a rise. Just be a jerk, just be an asshole because it's part of puberty. Every 13-year-old, I'm going to kill my mama, I hate my mama, all this shit. And then you grow up and you get the fuck over that shit, right? So I don't hold things like people calling people faggots at 12 and 13 against people, I don't, because I don't think that means that you're homophobic, you, it could be it could be a sign that you're homophobic, but it could also be you just being a 12 year old who says shit like faggot, fuck, you know whatever the fuck 12 and 13 year olds say to get rises on people, alright I don't hold that against you, same thing, if you 10 years ago tweeted, you know, oh faggot this, faggot that, and then you come back to me 10 years later and be like, yo I was 25, you know, I didn't know, I'd have read now, I'd mess with people, I don't feel that way no more, I, I was fucked up I'm sorry, I apologize, I will take that some people won't, some, oh well you said faggot then, that's how you meant, that's how you felt, whatever, fuck them people, them people never gonna be pleased, all you, you can't go back and change nothing, all you can do is apologize sincerely and change your actions, right, don't do that shit no more, all you gotta do is say, yo I didn't, I said that shit before, I, I don't feel that way no more, I'm, I apologize, that was ignorant, you know, I, I'm, I don't feel that way anymore. I'll take that shit, that's all you gotta say. But instead of doing that, Kevin Hart gets on, and he's not gonna apologize, and he apologized already, and you know, I'm not even gonna get into what he said, but the point I just said stands. You, when you are not invested in something... You, you don't argue it, you only argue things when you're vested in it, so, so what that tells me is, not only do you still feel that way, you, you, you are, um, you feel a way, he says he apologized before, I don't know, the gay said that they didn't see no apology, and whatever he had directed them to wasn't really apology, whatever, I don't care, I didn't care enough to look, cause again, I don't care, Kevin Hart, you wanna be that nigga, be that nigga, I don't care, I'm not one of you people that everybody gotta come everybody not gonna make it, and I'm fine with leaving people behind, whatever hill you wanna die on, I will let you die there, I promise I will not drag you along (coughs) you wanna die on that hill, die on it nigga, I'm going so, you know um, sorry hold on, apparently he claimed he apologized people said he didn't apologize and um, you know, the ostrich was like look, just apologize, he didn't wanna apologize he got dropped so because he got dropped, all his other black kings, D.L. Hewley's ugly ass, who I think everybody knows the king of comedy, everybody's uh, four fast through his set on the kings of comedy because he's not funny, I don't know why he, how he even got on that show, but anyway, he wants to pile on, and Nick Cannon wants to pile on, here's, here's, here's all I'm gonna say, here's all I'm gonna say, and I've said this to y'all before, as an LBGTIA I don't know what the I or the A stands for, but I I remember that part. Plus, I don't know what comes after that. Person. You know, my path to uh, this state of being was probably different than a lot of people's paths. I've told y'all before, I'm not going to go back through it, but if you've been listening to this for a while, you know. But basically, I didn't really struggle... I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't one of those ones I knew at seven, I didn't, uh, I'd lie, I, I knew I was different, I knew I just didn't, I knew all the little girls was like crazy over the boys, and I just wasn't, and like, I always had, like, I didn't, I was, I mean, ain't no way to say this, <laughs> I was always cute, so I always got attention from boys, it was always, it was never, I remember one time I asked my dad, I was like, I don't know, wow, wow young, I asked my dad, was I ugly? And he looked at me like, what do you mean? Why would you say that? And I was like, because only ugly boys try to talk to me. And he was like, oh, no, baby, that's because they got to take their shot first. Because, you you know, you really, you really pretty girl, so they got to try to get to you before. The, and I was like, oh, okay. So I never I, I never had a problem. The boys always liked me. The popular boys, the cute boys, whatever, they always liked me. I never had a problem. And it's not like I didn't like them. Like, I don't, I get a, you know, it's not like I didn't. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, boys are dirty. It wasn't that. I just knew that I didn't go up for them the way some of these other girls, like these other girls be on the phone talking about this boy, and he's so cute and writing letters and all this. I never did that shit. I can always take these niggas and leave them, okay? I just did not care. But I didn't know why. I didn't, I didn't recognize that that's what it was, and it's because I was an athlete. I was busy. I was playing sports. I was into the arts. I was doing a lot of shit. I was trying to get my grades so I'd get the fuck to college and get the fuck up out of Philly, okay? Got a lot of shit going on, and the last thing I was going to get was sidetracked from some nigga, right? So, 
when I got to college and I figured out that, oh, I actually like girls, it wasn't like a struggle for me. I was like, oh, okay, boom, and I just went. Some other people, they go back and forth, they want to kill themselves, blah, blah, blah. I never went through that. I never did. Um, so, I'm all, you know, but everybody's journey is different. And so, these, and so I, when I come across people, and I, and, and I used to, like, even, even you know, as a, as a youngin, I had all kind of ignorance. I used to be, I'm from Philly, so, you know, every nigga from Philly got some hotep tendencies, right? I wasn't as bad as most, but I had some hotep tendencies. I had some things that some ignorance I had to get over. You know, I had a whole thing where I didn't like bisexuals. I, you know, it's a lot of shit, but I've evolved now because you live and you learn and you read and you, and you observe and you figure out that, oh, that shit I thought before was kind of dumb. That's actually ignorant. That's actually not right. And some things, look, I never get over. Like, some things I'm just stuck on. I'll be like, listen, I might be wrong, but, hey, look, I, if I'll just be wrong. <laughs> you know, I'll explain it to the Lord because I'm not going for that bullshit, right? I hope I think that's some bullshit, right? But, like, but that's how people are, right? And so if you, these niggas, these, these black kings... They don't want to listen, they want to be stuck, they want to just be this toxic masculinity. Stop, I'm, I'm not interested in changing your mind, I'm not interested in arguing with you. Only time I care about you at all is if you're in my face. That's the only time, because I need you to be out of my face and stop interfering with what I'm doing. And when that thing was going back and forth, um, I don't know her name, but the, 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 um, the lady that plays Angel on Pose was going back and forth with, um, I think it was D.L. Hewley, or I don't know, she was arguing with Kevin Hart or one of them, and, you know, he was just being ignorant, and just, you know, just being ignorant, it's no other way to put it, you're, you're being ignorant, people are giving you facts, and telling you things, and you just don't want to accept it, because you want to be stuck in your ways, and that's fine, because these niggas think that it's one way, it's the other, they, they're mas- they're fra- their masculinity is fragile as shit, they don't know what to do, because they think it's all about what hangs between their legs, and being, the, you know, I'm a man, and this and that and the other, and if something comes into their matrix that fucks with that, or that indicates in any way that, hey, maybe it's not what I think, then they don't know what to do, and they start lashing out, and so, the, um, the actress, I can't, sorry, I can't remember her name, the plays Angels going back and forth, and finally Billy Porter, finally Billy Porter, who's also on polls, just came through with a tweet, and was like, sis, stop arguing with these dudes, let him go, he wanted, they want to have that toxic masculinity shit, let them go, and that's it, like, that's how I feel, like, let them go, and I think his comment was something like, if he had a kid, he have to kill him, or beat him, because he can't have a gay kid, and listen, I'm not even gonna comment in all the many ways that's wrong, but I'm just gonna say to y'all, people, like parents out there, and people out there, listen, when you say little shit like that, first of all, you don't know who your kid is, I know y'all think that people come out, you know, in this set, hetero normative way and everybody else is a pervert or making a choice or, or been abused or whatever but that's not the case, that's not how gender works and that's not how sexuality works it's just not, science has said it, science has studied it and science has verified and proved it over and over and over you don't want to accept it, that's fine, you want to lean on your bible, that's fine, but it's just not the case, and when you say you don't know who your child is, you don't know what your child is going to be, and when you say little things like that, you are, you are damaged you are putting little seeds in your child's head so if you, if your child is, you know turns out to be cis heteronormative fine, (coughs) fine that's who they are, but you're planting seeds, but if they're not if for whatever reason they're not you're planting seeds in their head that what they are is not acceptable and what they are is wrong, and if you're in the church, what they are is sinful and that is abuse that is spiritual abuse, you are planting seeds in their head that they are not enough, and that is how people grow up self-loathing, that is how people grow up closeted, that's how you get all these fucking conservatives that sow into the Bible and sow into the church but yet somehow their whole existence revolves around gay people that's so funny, like, why are you so focused on heterosexual people because studies show that people that homosexual males who grow up in authoritarian houses where they have a strong father figure who does not brook anything other than, you know, macho man bullshit, that those people turn tend to turn their loathing inward and their hatred inward and then they cling to like these bibles and this and these fundamental philosophies and they use it to persecute other gays 
Google it. You don't got to believe me. Google it. That's why every time you turn around with these these Pat Roberts and all these fucking preachers who's always preaching this pra- this gay shit and you always going to sin. They always get caught up in the in the gay sex uh, scandals. That is why, because that's the oldest trick in the book. Same thing as you got these self these self hating blacks. They had the seeds planted in their head that they're inferior and white people are, are better and the white man's ice is colder and, and the white people are inferior and we gotta get the favor of the white man and they go and join the Republican Party and, and, and going around with the Trump hats on and that's why. Because you planted those little seeds and, and they turn that shit outward and, and they start to hate themselves. It's the same thing. You ain't gotta listen to me, Google it. It's been studied over and over and over. And every time these preachers keep coming up with their fucking little pool boys, they got their little boyfriends on the side, always. So, you know, like, I just, I can't, I really can't get upset about it. And I don't want to tweet them, I don't want to at them, I don't want to talk. It's like, nigga, gay people exist. We have always existed from the beginning of time. It's not that more people are gay now. It's that people are comfortable somewhat, for the most part, coming out. People have always been gay, but you had to, you, you, you just weren't able to be free before. But those some of those barriers and institutions and things are breaking down, and, and people, again, are getting educated and learning, hey, these people are not actually crazy. Hey, it's not this binary, uh, straight men, women, church, Anglo-Saxon, fucking Christian-based, heteronormative bullshit is actually not it. That's just a structure that we've come up with, but that's actually not how it works. And people are learning, and people are getting educated. And, and for those who don't want to... Listen, die on whatever hill you want to die on. I will leave you there. I won't give you no water. I won't give you no food. I won't give you no quarter. I won't give you no mercy. I will just leave you for the crows. I do not care. So, I mean, there's nothing else I can say about that. It's it's always black men. Because, like I told you, well, not, I, I won't say always black men. Because it's, it's black women, too. I could have a whole, and I will, I have a whole show on, you know, homophobia and black women, but not today. But, like I keep saying, these niggas don't want to be free, they just want to run the plantation. They don't want equality, they just want to step into the shoes of the white man and oppress other people, just like the white man does. That's what they think equal is. That's why every time this stuff comes up, you get people like Nick Cannon retweeting all the white comedians who say gay stuff. First of all, you're an idiot, because we drag Sarah Silverman and Amy, them niggas get dragged, and Chelsea Handler dragged 20 times a day for the problematic day shit they say all the fucking time, but whether they did or they didn't, it doesn't matter because we're not dealing with them right now we're dealing with you, okay we're dealing with you and the things that you say and what them white bitches say ain't got nothing to do with it okay, we'll deal with them at another time, at another place they white women, like you know what, what is your point here? Oh, well, the white woman, the white woman is an asshole, so I should be able to be an asshole too. Like, that's your argument. That's your argument. Whatever. Moving on. So, y'all know that I loathe to talk about your president and all this political stuff, but every now and then, uh, time and events cross, and it forces me to. And this is one of those times because um, everybody is going to jail. Except for Hillary Clinton. So your man Michael Cohen made a deal. Your man Mike Flynn made a deal. And they basically gave up. Well, people, so if y'all been listening to this show, I'm not going to tell you what episode. I'm not going to tell you what time. But if you've been listening, you know I called this way back in 2016. Because, as I have to keep repeating for new listeners and maybe those who don't know, before I went to law school, I was a Russian cryptologic linguist in the Marine Corps for five years. I did Russian C4ISR, Russian Command and Control, which is the Russian GRU, which is Russian Intelligence. So basically, Putin and them. That's what we did. And then I got out in 03, and I went over to the civilian. I had the highest, you know, top secret uh, SCI clearance, or t- highest level of security clearance there is. I had it. And I went over to the civilian side, and I was a in- counter-intel analyst for NSA DIA and CIA. NSA and CIA the longest. I went to DIA for like five months. I ain't like that shit. I went back to the, the big boys, right? And so I know my shit. This is I this is what I did. Okay? And then as a civilian I went over to Afghanistan and Taliban and all that shit. But my, my MOS in the military was Russian counter terror. 
which was um, Russian Counter-Terror Command and Control, which is the GRU, which is the, it's called, um, damn, I can't pronounce it no more, but Gospoli Republike Ulitsi, something like that, I forgot, in Russian. I, my Russian's not as good as it used to be. But, so I know this shit. I know Putin, I know what they do. So I called this in 2016. I already knew what this was. Because, you know, I spent five years of my life doing this. And so it was obvious to me. And I, I thought it should be obvious to others, but clearly it was not. But this was a Russian operation all along, basically. And, and I said at the time, we don't know how far it went back. As far as we know, I think as far as they trace, it went back to at least the 90s. I believe that. Because, um, you know, after the I keep telling people, the, after the, those of us who are old enough to remember the Cold War, the wall fell, the Cold War was over. And, um, you know, Russia was kind of forgot about. They weren't a superpower anymore because the, the, the reality is the reason, a huge part of the reason why the Soviet Union fell is because it was built on a lie. It was built on a lie. It ne- communism didn't work. It never worked. The people were starving. The, there was not enough food. There was not enough for everybody because, you know, the government people at the time kept everything for themselves and the people starved. And the government at the time were criminals and corrupt. And when the wall fell, they didn't have that government structure to prop them up anymore. So the, the, the curtain was pulled away and it just was what it was, which is like a bunch of gangsters and a bunch of mobsters. And so those government officials started going over to private companies and basically the Russian mafia is what runs Russia and it's all corruption because that's all it ever was the the Soviet Union never had any the only thing they had was missiles and that's what kept us at bay but the reality was that's all they had. They didn't have the industry to think about. There's no in, there's no companies, there's no industry, there's, they have oil, but they barely have that. There's nothing that comes out of Russia. It was all grift and crime and corruption, and that's all it is now. And so they fell out of favor. Like, it used to be a superpower. It used to be us and the USSR, and they fell out of favor. They lost their, their, their um, territory. Those companies, those countries became independent, and they just they fell into nothing. And they didn't like that. And, and and they Putin, who used to be head of KGB, and all those guys that said about, they wanted to make that, they wanted to become, you know, back to what they were. But there was really no way to do it. Because, again, they don't have any industry. They have nothing. And all that hundred years of Soviet Union, everybody else, the Japan and all the, all the countries of, um, you know, who won the war, and even Japan who lost, but they had to rebuild, you know, entered the NAFTA and the the free trade and, and, um, uh, what is it, NATO and all those countries who built themselves back up of the war, built industry and built GDPs, and, you know, we won the war, so, of course, we, for a long time, we were the only country that had any factories or anything standing, and that's what caused the post-World War II boom, and that's why, you know, people thought that was going to go on forever because people thought it was really because we were so unique, it really wasn't, it was that we won the war, Europe was flattened, Japan was flattened, so there really was n- nobody to do anything but us, so of course we're gonna, you know, but around the 70s and the 80s, that, you know, the war was over in 45, we had a little 20, 30 year run, it spoils the war, and it started to collapse, and other countries started, Japan had built back up, and other countries started to come back up, and so, you know, we started to, that post-war boom, you know, started to, to teeter out, and so, and Russia was just over there mad about it, <laughs> you know what I mean, they was mad, like, they lost, and, and now they was nothing, like, nobody think about it, nobody was worried about Russia, you know, everything, 9-11 hit, and everything, we had the first rock, we had the first um, desert storm, everything was the Middle East, everything was Iraq, we had the first world, um, world war, we had desert storm, um, desert storm, yeah, the Iraq war, the first Iraq war, desert storm, which lasts like, what, a month, and then, you know, it was kind of quiet. We had Bill Clinton who came in, and we had, like, the <laughs> fucking eight years of just splendor. And then 9-11 hit. And when 9-11 hit, America lost its complete fucking mind. And everybody forgot about Russia and just went focusing on terrorists. And it and because this is my area of expertise, I can tell you, it's really it was really foolish. And and and, and you know, they had this controversy about the NSA and everybody missed the warnings and I'm telling you, we did not miss the warnings. What happened was when 9-11, we gave the warnings, but that's when Bush and them were coming in and Bush and them were determined that they were going to go into Iraq because Bush 
Jr. had it in his crawl because from the first Desert Storm, we, we, we beat Saddam back, but we did not topple his regime. And we did not give, you know, George Bush, who just passed, rest in peace, credit for this. He listened to his advisors that told him, we should not topple this regime. We wanted Saddam out of Kuwait. We got him out of Kuwait. He's not aggressing anymore, but we do not want to topple his regime because he is actually keeping order in that region. If you take Saddam out, then all these little factions and terrorists and who the fuck knows what, we don't even know what over there, are going to come up and it's going to be a problem. And Bush listened to that, and so he left Saddam in place. Well, his idiot son thought that was a mistake, and so his regime came in, and their number one issue was to topple Saddam, and it was clear, because before 9-11 even came in, usually up until that point, Intel, we did our thing, like they listen, this is what it is, this is what we think nobody tried to impress on us, they took our information, they made it ask us questions maybe they didn't believe what we said, but nobody tried to impress upon us, when they came in, it was this push that we were supposed to, to produce intelligence to support what they wanted us to say, which was that Saddam was behind this and that and the other, making up bullshit, and we was like, nah dude, that, first of all, there's no evidence in that and that's not what we do, and so when that's when you saw a lot of people, myself included started leaving intel People, the good people started leaving Intel. People who have been there since like the '60s and the '50s. Nick, some people, the guy next to me had worked on the fucking um, his his ass was old as fuck. He worked on the goddamn um, uh, what what's the um, Fat Man, a little boy for the World War Two. He worked on that. It's like he was like twenty or he was like mad young when he was doing that shit, right? Like. And you know, real people started leaving. Like, yo, fuck this. I already, I could have retired ten years ago. So I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. And then it started to shift. And then we all, you know, the whole shit. And then 9/11 hit, and all of that. And we lost our mind. But Russia was there the whole time. Like, yo, we are trying to get back to supremacy. We are trying to get back to the position they were. And they was doing all kind of shit while we was war. And I'm telling you, it was like night and day. You came in on 9-12. I worked in the office of Russia. We came in on 9-12. They was like, yo, we transferring you down to this. Um, we transferring you down to um, information operations for um, Iraq and Afghanistan because Russia is not our priority anymore. I'm a Russian linguist. I'm like, what you mean you transfer me that? I don't speak that. I don't speak Arabic. They was like, that's okay, because they speak Russian in Afghanistan, because Russia took over them. And I was so now I'm on Iraq and Afghanistan desk doing fucking information operations, which is basically the shit that's that's being coming out now, where you know hacking and all of that shit. I didn't have that skill, but I had you know I didn't have that that exact hacking skill, but you know I had other stuff that it's. It's, it's more to it than just hacking, like once you hack you get the information, you gotta know what to do with it so I, I knew what to do with it so, I saw that shit happen in real time, I saw the shift and while I was there cause NSA, um, Fort Meade that's where NSA is, that's a um, military it's, it's what's called a mixed um, installation, there's certain installations in the military where you have civilian alongside military, right, so the, and, and, and Fort Meade, NSA is one of them, all branches of the service are there, state departments there, everybody's there, so national security agents, civilians are there, and 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 the people that, in, in the office of Russia that I worked with, you know, I would see them in a cafeteria and every place, and this one guy, I never forget the one I told you that is old as fuck that had worked on Fat Man, a little boy named Phil he was like, man they're forgetting, they're, they're forgetting what the, what the real threat is, they were like, why do we, he was like, why do we have all these listening stations, because we're listening for Russia, Russia has the missiles, Russia has the weapons, they're, they're focused on Iraq and Afghanistan, where do they think those people are getting those weapons from, where do they think the Taliban came from, and he would say that all the time, he was like, they're forgetting, they're turning over to those people, that's not where it is, these, this, this threat, this Russian threat is still here, and he would say that all the time, until he finally just retired, but he was right, because they never went away, people thought because the wall fell, the Soviet Union was not a threat anymore, they never went away, like they weren't a superpower, but Putin and all those guys were still there, and they were plotting, and they were waiting, and like I tell people all the time, the United States is a young country, we are barely 300 years old, we're from 1776, these other countries in, in Eastern Europe and Russia, these motherfuckers are tens of thousands of years old, <laughs> you know what I mean, like Russian history, uh, European history goes back to the goddamn fall of Rome, like, those places are old, they're old as fuck, so uh, to wait a hundred years is nothing for them, like, yo, the, the Bolshevik resolution, um, revolution was in 1917, 
So 2017, that's 100 years. That's nothing for them. Like, 100 years, that's nothing. So I, I believe they put this plan in place, and they probably, you know, but they never, like, found a dummy dumb enough until, you know, they found Trump. And they've been investing in him and giving him this money and setting up these deals in Russia. That's what he thinks because he's an idiot, oh, we're just gonna make a lot of money there, well, the thing you don't understand in Russia is business and government and mafia, it's all the same thing it's not separate like here, so no you're not making a deal with this company, you're making a deal with Putin, who is the head of the Russian state so, they put this shit into place a long time ago and they plotted and planned, and they rigged that fucking election, and they rigged those fucking machines and they put their man in office now that like I have told people, and I'll continue to tell people, listen, I can respect a good graft, a good crook, a good bank robbery, a good scam, y'all motherfuckers planned that shit out, y'all thought of all the angles, Ocean's 8, Ocean's 11, 9, 10, 12, I can respect the fuck out of that shit, listen, y'all did crookery, y'all got away with it, but this shit here, this shit here is the dumbest group of criminals I have ever seen in my life, like, how do y'all think y'all are getting away with this, how do y'all think y'all are going to, oh, well, I know, we'll go to the Watergate Hotel, and we'll hold a meeting there, and won't nobody know, you don't, the Russians record everything, everything is a scam with them, everything is corruption, you think they get things done by, by, you know, reasoning with people, no, they blackmail you, they bribe you, that's the Soviet way, that's what the Soviet Union did for hundreds of years, that's what communism is, I know y'all think, oh, communism is where everybody eats, and there's no, there's no capitalism, and everybody lives equal, no, that's not what it is, it's a corrupt system, where the people with the power, and the guns, and the money, hold down everybody else, and they show a face to the world that we're all equal, that's what happens in Cuba, although it's not as extreme there, that's what happens everywhere communism is, is it doesn't work, it doesn't it sounds good on paper, but it doesn't work, okay, and if you can argue, so you're blue in the face, the Soviet Union did it for a hundred years, they had a revolution they pushed out the capitalists, the Bolsheviks came in, they instituted communism they ran it for a hundred years, and it fucking flopped because it does not work, because that is, human beings will never go along with that, okay, it's a fantasy, so, um, and that's what happened, and so they installed this guy, who's a complete fucking idiot, I mean, honestly, if it was me, I would've got a smarter guy, because if you would've got a smarter guy, you probably could've pulled it off, to be honest, I mean, better than this, to where people is caught on tape, people wearing wires up in the office, people just doing, paying off hookers, and I mean, god damn, everything is like, it's just not, it's nothing sneaky about it, like everything, they caught them doing everything, everybody's flipping, everybody's telling everything, everybody's a crook, everybody, and they're not even doing it for no money, like, I just can't even respect this shit, like, Nixon, fucking tricky dicky, was smooth, okay, he almost got away with that shit, he, he got caught basically because security guard was taking his job too seriously and caught them breaking in and, and all the ships fell from there, these motherfuckers, I saw that shit coming a mile away, and, and so did a lot of people, like, but you fucking fools, you fucking Caucasians, voted for this idiot man, which, I mean, outside of the Russian angle, like, he's just not qualified, he's not qualified, there was no reason at all to vote for him, besides the fact that all the clues were there, and the people keep saying, oh, they haven't proven collusion, I don't think that's true, I think they definitely, I think that, I think it's obvious, it's like saying, I mean, listen, I'm an attorney, and I understand that you need evidence, you need proof, but some things are just, you, there's the only, there's only logical conclusion, okay, you're sitting at the table, there was $5 on the table, I put the $5 on the table, I turn to walk in the kitchen, I turn back, the $5 is gone, 
You're, you're the only one there. It's only us two in the house. I asked you, do you see the $5? You say no. But the $5 is gone. Now, did I see you take the $5? No. Do, you know, is, are you on camera taking the $5? No. But I can deduce from the fact that it was only us two. I sat the, the $5 on the table. I turned around. You sat there. I turned back. The $5 are gone. I can deduce that you took the $5. There are now some people that will stand there and insist that I can't prove that you took the $5. You're correct. I cannot prove 100% that you took the $5, but we can all deduce by common sense that you took that $5 because the $5 didn't dissipate into thin air. It didn't disappear. We looked all around. Matter cannot, uh, what is it? Matter cannot, um, see, what is it? What's the scientific principle? I can't even remember. Matter cannot, um, you can't create or destroy matter. It can only change, um, phase or whatever it is. So the $5 didn't disappear. You took the $5. Okay, so people are saying that they can't prove collusion. I think you can because, I, you know, there's just an abundance of evidence. Okay, can we prove that Trump knew? I mean, I think they probably can, but can we, with what we know now, prove that Trump knew about, well, let's say this. Can we prove that individual one knew that the, the Russians had, had leaked um, other ones that hacked and leaked the, the, the um, emails, no, but we can point back to, we can look back to the uh, debate where he looked into the camera and he said, Russia, if you're listening go ahead and release the rest of the information and then the next day the information released now can we prove 100% that he knew, was talking directly to Russia and knew that they had it no, but we can deduce from the fact that he looked into the camera and said, Russia, if you have information, release the rest of it and then they released it the next next day, and then we come to find out that all during this time, individual one and individual one junior are meeting with the Russian representatives and emailing back and forth about having information I mean, you know what I'm saying, like I don't, I think that it's obvious that they knew, but some people are still saying that it hasn't been proven yet okay, sure, I think that it has, and I think that it will be but the point is, this shit was obvious to most, to the great majority of Americans who did not vote for this man for various reasons, I like to think, even Russian stuff aside, that he just was not competent, he had no plans, he offered no vision, he offered nothing. But, you know, 30% of you idiots went out and voted for him anyway. So, you know, I just think it's funny with the lock her up and all the tweets that, I mean, it's just like so stupid. Like, how stupid can you be? You people are, you're a lawyer, Michael Cohen. I mean, you know, there's dumb lawyers out there, but like, goddamn, like, what were you doing? You thought that nobody was going to know this? You thought nobody was going to figure this out? You're tweeting to Hillary Clinton, she's going, like, you guys are idiots. This Putin dude is leading you around by the tech. You guys are idiots. He doesn't care. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny to him oh you go to jail, he doesn't care he's already achieved his goals, it's number one to make us look stupid, number two who knows what Trump is telling them, they probably got bugs all in and up in the White House, I'm sure they placed a president which is like the biggest fucking intelligence coup ever, and like nothing we ever did is going to top this like, when you go to, when you work at CIA, they give you like all these briefs and like all these, you know, you get all these like reading ins to these different security clearances and they tell you about like all the spies and all different operations that went on and all the spies that got caught and shit, trying to scare you into not spying, and listen, they didn't pull some shit, okay, the US has pulled some shit and the Russians has pulled some shit but I'm here to tell you that the Russians threw the big joker down on us this shit right here that they just did we ain't, we ain't never did nothing like this, we ain't never did nothing like this, they have won, okay, we look stupid out here, I know people at the CIA, CIA probably just embarrassed as fuck, like, I cannot believe that this shit went down, okay, they won, um, and Putin's just laughing, he don't care, he wanted to get sanctions dropped, sure, but like, even, if it, that's probably not gonna happen, but, like, he's already made us look foolish, they didn't kill the reporter, they high five and the smile, doing whatever the fuck they want, like, they won, so it's already victory, whatever whatever he, whatever happens, he already won, okay so you know, I just, I don't know, I just think it's ironic that your girl Hillary who didn't even get, who ain't even acknowledged Donald Trump's presence, is um, you know, free and uncharged, and all these motherfuckers are indicted and, and going to jail so leading into that, second thing I wanted to say, and I'm you know, and I've said this before I am so tired of 
like, I don't know when it's gonna sink into everybody that this shit is real. Y'all was tweeting all day yesterday about, oh, Nancy read the president, she stood up, listen, I understand, I get it, it's relief, it's, it's relieving, or a relief, or whatever, to see somebody who is competent, and who is intelligent, who knows what the fuck they're doing, in there, actually speaking facts to Trump, and standing up to him, and not saying ridiculous, the ridiculous nonsense that we've been subjected to for the past two years, I get it, I understand that, but, like, I'm, it's just like with the we, they go low, we go high, y'all are, y'all are gonna political groupie us to the fucking moon, like, I thought that was embarrassing, I thought it was embarrassing, like, it wasn't funny to me, it wasn't funny to me that our president is such a fucking moronic idiot, that, that occurred, like, and I, and listen, I know Nancy was saying, look, we should take, I, I give her credit for having the presence of mind to understand that that was not the proper place or the conversation to have for the cameras, I get that, she kept saying, we could turn these cameras off, we could turn, but just the fact that that occurred, that's embarrassing, that's not funny, it's not, it's, it's, it's not befitting the office, it's not befitting the, it's just not, it wasn't, it's a disgrace that this is the fucking, you've, you've elected this moronic man president, he doesn't know anything, like, I don't know, it's embarrassing to me as an American, and as a veteran, and as somebody who served, it's, it's just embarrassing, like, this is not what we fucking get our ad, get shot at, and, and whatever, just, raise our hand to do, it's not, like, this is, this is, this is, this is, it's unacceptable, it's like, it's, I'm just, I wasn't amused by it, I didn't think it was funny, and I don't know how many, like, I mean, when are we gonna get over, oh, she read him, and she told, that doesn't do anything, that doesn't do anything, okay, you got a good read, great, this is not an episode of Pose, like, y'all think snaps and saying those little witty comebacks, it's not accomplishing anything, that's how y'all sat the fuck around and let this dude get elected in the first place, because y'all thought it was a game, and y'all sat on y'all little couch, and I'm not gonna vote, because blah, 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 and that's that's what happens, and I'm just like, when are we gonna stop that, when they go low we go high, no, no this motherfucker's trying to kill us, and we have to fight back, we can't just sit back and take the high road, everybody on the high road is dead they, they done and I'm just, I'm just tired of it, like I'm tired, like when are we gonna wake up and start to fight and start to push back, and start to let these motherfuckers know, look, if the shit shut down, it shut down, we not building no motherfucking wall, you said you was gonna build that fucking wall, Mexico's gonna pay for it, and you and your dumbass voters voted for it, so guess what, call Mexico it ain't no what, you don't have the votes it ain't a matter of votes, you can have the votes, we not doing it, we didn't send you up there Nancy to be voting on no fucking wall, we not doing a wall period, we not paying for the fucking wall, period, you said Mexico was gonna pay for that shit, go call Mexico, call Tyrone, nigga, go get the money from Mexico, we not paying for no fucking wall, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I don't, until that occurs, I'm just like, whatever, okay, everybody cutting deals left, and that's what God is, and we not cutting no fucking deals, well, if it shuts the government down, then, hey, shut it down, them motherfucking Republicans don't give a fuck about shutting the government down for bullshit, Okay, it's not a problem. Everybody, oh well, nobody wants to get blamed for the shutdown. That's that's y'all y'all worried about the wrong shit. It's not about blame for the shutdown. It's like, what are we shutting it down for? Because if we shutting it down because we refusing to pay tax dollars for some stupid fucking wall that the majority of us did not vote for, then fine, shut it down. I don't give a fuck who gets the blame, it's not about blame, it's the substance, y'all motherfuckers is worried about fucking how shit looks, it's the substance, we gotta start worrying about the substance, everybody's still up here on this little fucking stupid shit that don't matter, oh, she was sitting there, she had to, she gave him a coat, she gave him a look, I, what, who gives a fuck, man, who gives a fuck if six months from now, Nancy Pelosi done made some deal, well, we're gonna pay for the wall, but we're also, no, and that's what's gonna happen, watch what I tell you, watch what I tell you, I'm just over it, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I didn't think it was funny, I thought it was embarrassing, and I thought it was just like, uh, a sign of worse to come, which leads me into my other topic, which, um, is related, but Maxine Waters was on MSNBC, and I think it was on, it had to be Saturday, because Sunday I didn't watch nothing, and 
you know, she made a good point and elegant as ever, classy as ever, and basically what she said, she was like, look, I think that we should move for impeachment. She was like, I know people don't agree with me, and talking about Nancy, and you know, I know people want to, oh, we should focus on the pushing these things, and she was like, I think we can do both. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time, because what you do when you say, we're not going to focus on impeachment, but we're going to push these these policies through of all these things you want, what you're doing is you're accepting that this is legitimate, and you're accepting that this criminal president is okay, and we're going to ignore all the criminality, and we're going to ignore the espionage, and we're going to ignore all this shit just so we can get these things through, and what for? Because the only reason that we have to deal with this guy at all is because he stole the election. If none of this shit happened, Hillary Clinton would be in there. We would be well two years into fucking bliss and prosperity by now. Okay? So why are we going to pretend? Why are we going to fucking, like they always do, why are we coming capitulating? Why are we coming in making deals? We fucking had this blue wave. We got the majority of people. We need to come in guns blazing. We can do both. We can push our programs. We can push our policies because I think, this is me, not Maxine, I think that the media and and the pundits are um, woefully ignorant of the huge mass of people that really do want to see this guy impeached they think that the, the threat is coming from the right, oh well you know it'll be unpopular and people who it's as if they don't they really don't understand that it's not the 30% that that's only 30% of the country 70% of the country is really tired of bullshit, really looking at this shit like what the fuck, never voted for this dude in the first place and really don't understand why y'all not doing nothing about it and I'm telling you right now, if 2020 comes around and they just go in there and they not trying to impeach, they not trying to indict, they not trying to get him the fuck out of there 2020 is going to be very spicy and it's not going to be from the right, it's going to be from the left because people are already up to here, and by 2020 we're gonna be underwater, and the shit is and it's probably gonna have gone through a recession by then and shit is gonna get spicy I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you I'm telling you, I'm telling you they in France right now ripping shit up, and people are ignoring it, and acting like it's just France, and and I don't understand why, because I'm like, Paris is not, you know, they that's Paris that's the city of lights that's, they're not like Afghanistan they're not like, um Britain going through this Brexit, they're not like these Greece that have had these issues, that's fucking Paris, and they're rioting in the streets because they're fed up, and and you think that that doesn't connect here, and I'm telling you it will, those are working people, those are educated people, they're not like these little fucking Trump idiots, running around, you know, running people over the cars at like Klan rallies, these are like regular people who are fed up, and I think that people are, these pundits and these politicians and these people, y'all are missing it. Y'all, that shit is going way over your head. The threat is not going to come from the right. It's going to come from the left. It's going to come from people have had enough. People are fed up. We fucking didn't want this nigga in the first place, they fucking rigged the election and stole the office, you're not gonna do nothing about it, now you're gonna be in there making these deals, you and, and not pressing the issue, and just letting this shit go around, and, and nothing is getting done, and, and you just capitulating like always, business as usual, I'm telling you, the 2020 Democratic National Convention is gonna be more spicy than 1968, mark my words, because they don't, they're not getting it, they are so focused on these little, quote, finger swing voters, and this little Trump base, and what they're gonna do, do, they ignoring this huge elephant in the room, which is 70% of the American population, okay, 70%, you are ignoring 70% of this population for 30 fucking quackbots who cannot, who are idiots, who believe any fucking thing, who voted for this dumbass, who are in the provinces who are not the future of the country and you are bending over backwards to, we're being held hostage by backward village idiots yielding pitchforks and torches because they want to go work in the coal mines so <coughs> I'm telling you y'all got Nancy up in there I give Chuck and Nancy two years I give them two years because they're already starting with the bullshit you don't have the votes, it's not a question of votes it's a question, we're not doing it under any circumstances under no circumstances are we gonna use American tax dollars to pay for some stupid border wall we're not doing it you ran on your border wall and and they were going, Mexico was gonna pay for it and that's what your stupid ass voters voted for well guess who's gonna pay for it, Mexico you better call 
um, whatever fucking Tyrone is in Spanish, you better call him, cause we're not doing it. And I already see the jig, and I don't know why everybody else does. So shout out to Maxine Waters. She's been on point. I think she's the, from the beginning when she told us that the FBI director had no um, integrity, and we see now exactly what she was talking about because she knew all that shit that we know now about this dumb motherfucker and what the fuck he did. And so she been on it all along, and I actually, I think she's right, I think we can do both, and I think if we don't do both, it's gonna be problems in 2020, because I think these people are really underestimating how fed up and frustrated people are, and people keep saying people are numb, people are not numb, they went, everybody went out and voted in droves, we're not numb, people went out and voted in droves, and they voted those motherfuckers out, and they voted y'all in, because they want y'all to do something about it, and if y'all don't do something about it, that blue wave's gonna wave right over y'all. I'm telling you, watch. So, yeah. Alright, I've been talking long enough, my voice has actually held up. Thank God. Um, so that's gonna wrap this up for this week's episode. Which, I don't know if I said it earlier, it's 189. I don't have no idea what the title was gonna be. Um, Genghis Kicks, um, so I was sick this weekend so I wasn't really or actually all this week so I haven't really been up but I know a couple pairs came out there's um not too many I like though the Air Jordan 1's um Origins which is like some snakeskin Jordans are coming out um there's some Paul George it's a, it's a couple pair um I'm gonna put them up on my Instagram um which is Genghis Kel same thing on Instagram and, um, y'all will see them there, there's the Mocha Air, the, the ones I really wanted y'all to see, I'm not gonna get them, but I think they kinda fly, is the Mocha Air Jordan 3's, those are coming out, I'll put those up, but, um, there's also some, there, there's a, it's, it's basically the same sneaks that's been out already, but in, like, different color ways, but, like I said, I was sick this week, so I really haven't been checking, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it real quick tonight, and put some up there for y'all this week, um, yeah, so I did this at the beginning, I'm gonna do it again at the end, thank y'all for listening, please rate me, write your reviews, I actually do read the reviews, and I see them on iTunes, and I, and actually, I see my listeners are up on SoundCloud, I ain't got a lot of followers on Podbean, I wish I would go over there, I, the interface is better, follow me over there, all my episodes are over there, um, and, um, there's an app, you can download the app on your phone and listen to me over there, it's just a better interface, SoundCloud is a little clunky, um, yeah, but like me, rate me, at me. I saw y'all on Instagram suggesting me to all the different websites. Thank you so much. Um, continue to do that. Tell your friends. Um, yeah, and um, I appreciate y'all. And, oh, the, the um, podcast email. Most of y'all just hit me on Twitter, which which is easier. Podcast email, thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to check it. Um, but I think most of y'all just hit me on Twitter. Um Yeah, alright, so that's it, see y'all next week, peace.